the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, guys? Hello, I feel so welcome. Hey. Yeah. It's weird doing this episode without headphones on. Yeah. Troy's not producing this episode. This I'm the time. producer slash seducer. I stole that straight from another podcast. I think it's clever. Nice. <laughs> if you, uh, it rhymes. That's good. Uh-huh. If you hit control M, you can mark it and it might be faster for you. Control M for Mendenhall. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Right. It might be better than, it might be faster than taking like all these copious notes. Gotcha. All right. Um, I'm uh, not producing, so I'm giving notes. That's why I'm going to cut that. We're going to have we're going to have uh, out loud producers notes <laughs> throughout the entire. Mark it. Mark that. Mark that. Oh, yeah, your levels. Check your levels. <laughs> hey, mother. <laughs> mark Troy, that. Troy might be leaving soon too. Um, when are you leaving again, bud? Uh, I'm going to be leaving in about ten minutes. Okay. Um, I just yeah. All right, well, let's jump right into it. Uh, this episode this week is brought to you by the letter five. Um, that was a joke. The letter five? <laughs> that was a joke. Okay. That you obviously didn't get. I didn't get it. Neither did I. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I got it. I was looking, thinking of a comeback, but I couldn't figure out how to make colors and I, sounds. I was kind of waiting for a punchline, but I realized that was the punchline. <laughs> yeah, no... That, that's that's me about thirty percent of the time. <laughs> the punch punchline my, just flies right. My punchline flies out of my mouth. I'm like, well, that was not what I intended. Jake said that last week. He was like, about fifty percent of the time, I say a joke, people might laugh. <laughs> so sixty percent of the time, they laugh fifty percent of the time. Sixty <laughs> percent of the time, it works half the time. <laughs> <laughs> wait, you have to know the butcher, right? No, it has to be your ass. That's <laughs> your bowl. Uh, so what have you been up to, guys? Just, you know, trying not to die. Yeah. Doing my damnedest. I've been playing a lot of video breathing. games because of this, too. Yeah, right. So I, I downloaded the Resident Evil 3 demo because I loved Resident Evil 2 Remake. So these are remakes of the old PS1 games. And it's scary. It's super, super spooky. And... um. There's a there's like a dude that just like chases you the whole time. His name's Nemesis. And so I, I was home with my kids. I was like, hey, guys, come watch this. I thought it'd be funny to scare them because, you know, I'm, I'm a terrible dead. father. <laughs> um, so they, they watched me play it and they're freaking out and screaming. And my son Oliver was like, was like why, do you, why do people do this? Why do you make scary things? And I was like, Ollie, sometimes it's scared. Or sometimes it's fun to be scared. And he's like, how? And I was like. Just watch. I'll explain. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm walking, and this dude busts out of the wall. And everyone's like, and like, so we were just screaming. It was me, Ollie, and Grayson just screaming down here. And Kylie's like, "What are you guys doing?" And like, we're having fun being scared. <laughs> um, so right after that, I I had just purchased uh, the new Doom game came out, and it's been getting like amazing reviews. And I played the first Doom uh, five years ago or four years ago in 2016. And I kind of forgot just how much I liked it. And it was on sale for $10. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to download this because my uh, the zombies in Resident Evil scared the, my kids. So I was like, I'm going to show them the game that where demons and monsters are scared of you. Because it's Doom is the most aggressive, like crazy game ever made ever. It's so it's like a metal album that you can play out in real time. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, have you played it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually started playing it today because you said that. Oh, really? Because I've had it for like a it, year and a half. Yeah, it awards you for being aggressive. <laughs> and it just kept escalating. Like so, so like, for example, you only have 20 shots in your shotgun. So what you do is you shoot a guy and then he'll stagger and he'll start to like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm injured. Then you go up and do a glory kill. So you go up and you punch his head off or you kick him and you curb stomp him. And it's called glory, glorious kills. And then 
uh, bullets fly out or health flies out and stuff like that. Um, but <laughs> so some of the glory kills is you like reach in behind, like if it's like angle specific. So if you like jump down on them, you can curb stomp their head on the floor. If you come up behind them, you reach over and grab their jaws and you rip their mouth open. So my kids are like, oh, gosh, what? Dad, gross. And I'm just <laughs> laughing and I'm playing. And all of a sudden I pick up a chainsaw and they both look at me and they're like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> do it, Dad. So like, get off the chainsaw. <laughs> my kids, uh, about 20 minutes in, is like. Like, why don't you play Bandicoot? Play Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> oh, you're letting your kids watch? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was so fun because, like, they were, they were just screaming their heads off. And they still had jump scares. But the second there's a jump scares, you just blow their head off. So it's like, so it was, like, cathartic for them to, like, oh, like, look, the mon- the demons are scared, too, of, like, the Doom Slayer. And they're, like, mm. so they're, like, I'm the Doom Slayer. So it's, like, I don't know. It was, it was really, it was cool. Like, we bonded over gory violence. Um, <laughs> but that game is so fun. And I really want to play the new one. So that's what I've been up to. Scott, you, too, it sounds like. Yeah, it was good. What do you think of it? Um, I had played the first level, like, probably a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just played about 45 minutes of it. You know, and I played it too, and I, I didn't like it. And I talked to somebody. I, I, did, I put it down. I remember choosing to put it down. Like, I don't want to. I heard right that now. it is extremely chaotic yeah. and very hard to like. I was keep playing up like with. Call of Duty. Yeah. I was like, I was crouching and I was like aiming with my sniper. And somebody's like, You're playing it wrong. And I was like, What do you mean? And he's like, you are playing it wrong. You need to get glory kills. I was like, oh, like when you get up close and do melee. And he's like, no, it's not melee. It's glory kills. It's how you get your health. It's yeah. how you get your ammo. Yeah. I, I, I was just run in guns. Blazing. I, I was playing as aggressive I was like, as possible. I was wondering. I remember wondering two things like, where's the why? Where's the crouch button? Why can't I crouch? Yeah. There's no crouch button. I was like, where's the sprint button? And I realized I'm always sprinting. Yeah. You're always just running full bore. And so it's yeah, very like, much that. Now that I now that I get it, it's it's like a dance. Like you <clears throat> shoot, jump, punch, glory yep. kill, shoot, jump. Oh, look, another guy jump over this way. And so like, oh look, there's a big boss over there, but there's a bunch of minions over here. So go and kill them really quick and get some ammo. So you're just Dude, running and, and head punching shots, heads off and curb stomping. Headshots are so I know. So like because their head pops off and blood spurts out like but, ten feet in the not air. Not only blood, like ammo and health, and you're like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. it's it's so much fun dude it's uh yeah I, I think you guys should give it a shot and apparently the new one is like you have a shotgun with a uh what's it called a, a hook grappling hook so you jump up and you shoot your grappling hook into them and it pulls you close with the with a shotgun oh so <laughs> it's kind of like a just cause have you ever played yeah, just cause yeah exactly but that, that's how you like platform and traverse around yeah. so you, I, I noticed it's very tight controls yeah. like very good controls mm-hmm yeah so it's uh yeah it's just a four-year-old game now and the new one just came out so i'm like dude i want to beat this and go on to the next one like so bad so cool. it's it's scratching an itch right now of like something a little more fast-paced and fun interesting there you go i uh i've been watching a show on netflix mar and i started it um <clears throat> actually it's not too there's only seven episodes in the first season and each episode's 20 minutes long so it won't take you very long to get through it mm-hmm. um, but it's a show called um i'm not okay with this well, I've heard Isn't about that, the yeah. girl from it, it's isn't it? The girl, the girl from, from it. it and and the the boy. So the girl who plays Beverly, uh, she's the main character. She plays uh, Sydney or Sid, and then the guy, the kid oh, the who, kid who plays Stanley, the right? kid who plays Stanley. His name is also Stan in the show. Um, Uris, but, Stan Uris, yeah, because he's got an itchy Uris. <laughs> 
Okay. Know. Should um, I Google Eurus really quick? Eurus <laughs> just sounds like a thing that would itch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my duodenum's acting up. <laughs> um, anyway, it, it's a it's a decent show. Um, it's uh, like it's just a kind of a cliche. You have a, a girl in high school who is dealing with some emotional issues. Her dad. Okay, so a uh, little bit of a not spoiler um what's it called when uh, i'm gonna spoil this it's been out for two weeks no no no, no. Uh, what's it called um it has to do with suicide uh, a lot of the show has to do with some suicide so um just fair warning on that one um but uh, Trigger she, has warning. To, she has to deal with the suicide of her father and how that's affecting her family and how how like and basically she's kind of antisocial. and then she on top of all of this develops superpowers um yeah okay <laughs> so um but it's fun the... um and then it, it's, it's funny okay. like there, it, it just it kind of creates this it's very serious themed but it creates this kind of awkwardness about um just this awkwardness about about things puberty don't get superpowers it's, it's kind of i mean like yeah anyway it's a like spider-man's trying to grow in hair in weird places like his fingertips <laughs> anyway okay um anybody else no. All right. I, I've been doing nothing. I'm a very boring person. It's true. He is. Yeah. He's just <laughs> the most boring of people. We, okay. But I, I do have to know, we both rewatched Willow together, which was... That awesome. is that is very true. I watched Willow again. Data. And data. Da- oh, dude. So good. Burgle cut. It, all of them. Bunka. Bunka. I, I made my kids watch it recently and they started crying because they're like, no, the baby in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Willow's so good. They're it, making a, a TV show. I'm so excited. And, it's and the original Lord of the Rings. It's the original. <laughs> it is. It's Lord of the Rings before Lord of the Rings. Or Middle Earth before Middle Earth. Yeah. Uh, the, the OG Middle Earth. It's yeah, so like, good. Like those movies just copied Willow. It's ridiculous. For sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's move on to the topic. We're going to do a, a musical episode. Um, we haven't done one of these in a while. I think the last one we did was uh, Rag and Bone Man. And that was that was a few months ago. Maybe. That was a couple months ago, yeah. Yeah, without without Reese here, we don't we don't get them very we don't often. Do, so. We don't do musical stuff as much. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. my pick, and, and this is funny too because <laughs> this is going to sound competitive, but this is what made me think of it: is uh, Jake recently got an email and he's like, "You're in the top fifteen five percent of uh, uh, yeah, Sabaton something like fans. that." Yeah, and I was like, "Dude, that's so List, cool." Listening on Spotify, and then like an hour later, I get an email, and they're like, "You're in the top one percent of, <laughs> of Tom Mish fans." And to be fair, Sabaton sells out arenas, so I'm sure that's an accomplishment. Well, well here, here's one I can brag. I didn't post it, but I'm in the top like what is it? Three um, percent of Jack Johnson fans. So, oh wow, that's actually like out of all the the girls that we went to high school with, like. How did you? You're the prettiest. <laughs> You're the bell of the ball. I don't know. I'm a big Jack Johnson fan. You have a big Johnson? Yes. <laughs> uh, I call him Jack. Me and he Jack plays like guitar this. like you wouldn't believe. Um, he loves surfing. Anyway, so Tom-ish. yeah, our episode today is He's about. He's a bell surfer. <laughs> Guys, I can't. I can't. You're just throwing me off. <laughs> it's coming like an avalanche coming down the mountain. <laughs> if you didn't know. This is exactly how I felt last week <laughs> when I was trying to get into the topic. Last, oh, right. Uh, One, so two, who, who is three, this Tomish? Four. 
Tomish. I know the first time I heard it, I was like, he's "Are you Tom?" But he, he's not quite all Tom, but he's Tomish. Tom. <laughs> How have I never thought of that before? <laughs> you you have a problem with that low hanging fruit, is what I hear. <laughs> you know, he's reaching for the. It's not a problem for the, for the Wuhan butt. <laughs> Wuhan butt. <laughs> okay, so I've got to jump. Uh, I've got to. I've got to uh, skedaddle. I've got to get out of here. So I just want to say. Um, thank you for listening. Um, also, I want to hear your opinion before you leave. Yeah, I'm going to give my opinion okay. about Tomish. Um, I liked it. So, uh, Chris, when he suggested to us, he said, don't listen to the This Is Tomish uh, play, playlist, playlist on, in the first on place. Spotify. Yeah. He said, listen, you can listen to the top 10, which I was like, oh, this is okay. But the album I listened to that I actually really liked was Out to Sea with uh, him and mm-hmm. Harmony. And that album. That was a good album to just kind of like sit and chill and listen to. And I think um, if you want to if you want to mark this, so we can play it. I think the song I'm thinking of uh, that I really like is "Release You." Once there was a melody that came from the depths of me. That's how it starts. It came from um, is uh, so yeah. We're gonna play that for a second while I uh, get out of here. So thanks for listening to the podcast and enjoy listening to these other douchebags. Cool. See you, Troy. I was gonna say that I loved you until you said that. (laughs) We're gonna talk so much crap about you while you're gone. So out to sea. That was the one. Was that what it was called? Out to sea. Um, The one I listened to was uh, that that album with Carmody or Carmody or Geography is one of is is his most recent one. That's one that that's one I listened to. Yeah. Out to Sea was actually, Scott said it last week when he was talking about the the song, um, Disney music one, was, uh, he's a sucker for uh, for duets. Yeah. And yep. that's everything on this album oh, is this duets. Is, this is Release You. It's so good. I love duets so much. And this whole album is just—it's him and this—and uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Car- Carmody, Carmody. I think it's Carmody. She is so great. He's so great. Um, I loved this album. Oh yeah. I thought it was really great. I listened to it this morning, as a matter of fact, when mm-hmm. I woke up and I was getting ready around the house. I had this album playing. It was really so. It's funny excellent. that you say this. <clears throat> is I listened to the Geography album, mm-hmm. and my favorite was Disco Yes, which is a which is a duet. Is it really? Yeah. He 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 does a lot of um harmonizing with other mm-hmm. artists. Uh, oh, his uh his his collabs are his collaborations are brilliant. They're absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the one I think it's the I think it's it runs through me or something. The, okay, that so that's De La Soul. So Troy, Troy made us start like right in the right in the middle, but so Tom Mish is somebody I, I heard it just from like a friend of a friend. And uh yeah, if I I mean, the person that like that showed it to me is a younger dude. Like he he just listens to DJs. You know, it's like all that's all you listen to millennials. Um, and it's funny because I'd play like we I'd say, play Def Leppard. We say millennials now, meaning 20 somethings, mm-hmm. but millennials are approaching 40. <laughs> millennials are us. Yeah. Um, like Z. But I would play like Def Leppard for this dude. And he's like, oh, dude, he's. He's talking about sleeping with a 17-year-old girl. And I was like, it's the 80s, bro. It's the 80s. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he's like, yeah, I'm really into DJs. And and then he would play his his music, right? And I would sneak away and Shazam his songs at work. <laughs> and then I would look and it would say Tom Mish every time. And I was like, there, there's a, something about this guy's music. 
um, that's really clicking with me right now. Mm -hmm. It was like perfect for working when I was, when I was working. Yeah. That was my first thought, especially with that playlist you sent before where it was a lot of it just instrumental, not a lot of lyrics. Mm -hmm. So I, I did a, a, a little deep dive into the history of Tom. Apparently the dude's like 24 years old. So that album that we heard the out to sea, that came out in 2014. So he was like 17 years old. Wow. We freaking wrote and sang that song. And so I like, and he's got like the thickest British accent. It's, it's so, he doesn't, a lot of times in, uh, pop songs, they hide their British accent. Yeah. He he leans into it. Mm -hmm. He does the, uh, the, uh, hip hop, the England, UK grime, mm-hmm. England. Yeah, he, he, he does a lot, a lot of, of collaborations the with them. The yep. He does a lot of collaborations with them. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, uh, we, we, we'll get into that a little bit later, but mm-hmm. um, he, he kind of leans into it like they do. So he um, apparently he's a musical family. Like he's been playing violin since he was six, plays the guitar, plays the piano. Um, and he went to school to do all this stuff and then his SoundCloud downloads started just getting huge. So he's like, maybe I have something here already. Like he's making albums with people like uh, up and comers like Georgia Smith, who's now bigger than him, but he like did music with her beforehand. Um, but yeah, so it's, it was just interesting to watch him, uh, like just kind of read about him and how he a soundcloud artist that just made it big especially in the uk um but he's so young like he was doing all this stuff at like the age of 18 or 18 or 19 and then i was i was watching youtube videos of him like make songs and he'll he'll go up to like a mic and he'll play like a riff on the violin and then he'll take it and he'll put it in like from what it looks like to me is Fruity Loops because he's a dj and he's mixing music and to a lot of people mixing music is almost cheating um, but the result is like, look, we'll listen to what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's just, I mean, hip hop has been doing this for, since the mm-hmm. beginning is, is just sampling mm-hmm. other music and then playing it and then, and then either singing over it or mm-hmm. putting your own beats on top of what you sampled and then mm-hmm. making and I'm, I'm glad you said that too, because I forgot that he's, he's an artist who's inspired clearly by other artists. And he wears it on his sleeve like the DJ K Tronada. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. He's awesome. But he's like, yeah, he's a huge inspiration for me. And he's, he's only been around like five or six years. Um, and then like BB King, Eric Clapton, a huge inspiration to him, like blues and stuff. I could, Funk, see, I could see that. Disco. He's like, I'm a huge disco fan. Yeah, I could see disco. Yeah. As and well. you can hear it. Oh, yeah. In his music. Yeah. You can hear the, those those things. But he also you can also hear that. Or I love the fact, not that you can hear it, but the fact that he says, or that he, he takes new artists, he listens to it and says, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm going to incorporate that sound, that vibe into my music. Yeah. And so he's incorporating disco and funk and stuff from the seven sixties and seventies. And then he's in, and then he's mixing it with these new sounds that he's finding now. Mm-hmm. And then he's creating this new type of music that is at the, it's something that like can get you moving, mm-hmm. it, but it's also something that is entirely like, Chill, mm-hmm. lay back. No, That's what. Like, ain't nothing to worry about. So the, the first put, song put I ever all my heard kids from to him sleep. is uh, mm-hmm. South of the River. I'll play it right now. Um, but this is. It's, it's very jazz. It's very uh, funk almost. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the first song I ever heard from him, and I was like, you know, when like you just feel a song and you're like dancing, you're moving every part of your body. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh yeah. So this so is- um, I mean, I, I I liked it, but it, it didn't seem it didn't really pop out to me at first. The song right here. No, the just him. Oh okay. So so when you first sent that first play- playlist, that was like, it, it seemed it seemed it was just like instrumental. Be- really good it's good beats but it, I don't know um, it wasn't until you sent that next link mm-hmm. and just said to listen to his top 10 or this album or whatever mm-hmm. that I was like alright and then I got in my car and was able to turn it up loud and uh, and like really like immerse yourself into the music that, a little bit more I, that, that's I, when I liked it I, I listened to cause I sent you guys a, a Spotify as like a mix and I was like this yeah. is Tom Mish and I played it and I was like this is just all instrumental like yeah it was this isn't indicative of what <laughs> I like But my, my son who's four, four years old He actually said It sounds like Someone's banging pans together And, and banging on a table <laughs> <laughs> Just the sim- symbols uh-huh. and, and percussion Yeah I don't know But Because he's I mean he plays like Every instrument Known to mankind And he God he's so young the, There's like, a couple of them Where it's like The, the bass riffs he's Like on the bass guitar is mm-hmm. like This is awesome mm-hmm. Um so yeah that was and then i guess when i finally like looked him up on his own i, I went through his whole like disog discography um but man it's, like jake said it earlier like if you were to if you were to put a label on each song like oh this is funk this is alternative this is hip-hop this is jazz this is soul this is folk and like, his entire album's like that but yet it all sounds uniquely like him mm-hmm. which is uh, dude i've i've been listening to this guy for like two years now like non-stop just because and my, my wife loves him. Like she plays him constantly um, just because it, it seems to fit whatever mood I'm in. If I'm from cleaning, we can throw him on. If I'm trying to do homework, I can throw him on. If I'm working, I, give, I can listen to him in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll shut up now and let you guys have. So my, like thoughts. I said, one of my favorite songs is Disco Yes. And this is it. Um, I mean, I love duets. Um is really good. And th- this is on the uh, the Geography album. Um, the, I think the biggest disappointment, though, is that he didn't sing Isn't She Lovely. <laughs> he just played it a little bit. It, it was just, uh, it, it, I mean, the song is, is, Isn't yeah. She Lovely, but uh, he uh, it's just instrumental. Yeah, it sounds cool. I love that song. Yeah. Have you heard the, uh, have you heard that song, the... The original one, mm-hmm. it gets weird. Oh yeah, all the all I the recordings, it. all the recordings of his kids playing and stuff, and, and then it's like the long version, and almost out of nowhere you hear like a kid laughing, and you're like, what in the hell? And then you that? hear a baby crying, and and it's just, I mean, it's fine. It's it's just it's just a little jarring when you're <laughs> listening to music, and then all, all you hear is a baby crying, and you're like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. And it, but it's it's guy singing about his child. Mm-hmm. It's anyway. Um, uh, so Chris actually created a playlist recently and I've been listening to that playlist a lot cause it has a lot of, uh, new stuff. It's got a lot of, uh, like foster the people, um, as some old songs, some oldies music in there. It's got, um, just like, a playlist that, that makes me happy. So that's Con- like Kanye yeah. is in there. a little bit of Kanye, a little bit of, uh, um, 
Mike Snow and other mm-hmm. other people in there. Uh, Tom Mish is in there, and those are the only those are the only songs really that I had heard of Tom Mish before I listen. I started listening, and so the one that Chris said, I've I've heard that one before, and there's some good stuff. Um, but he he I I don't know I I he never really jumped out to me, but it was his. His collaborations, like I was saying earlier, his collaborations with the UK grime uh, hip hop guys that really kind of because that's been intriguing to me. That's a new type of hip hop that I have not heard before or I have not even tried experiencing before until just recently. Uh, So just in the last couple months, I've I've started listening to that 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 type of music because it is so distinct. It's so distinct that I haven't, um, I, and I, I'm not sure. Sh- I like it. I do like it. I'm just not sure how much I like it. Um, it's kind of, to me, it's just kind of a novelty that, but um, over there it, it's not. It, well, I know, but and, from my but perspective, it's, it's right. a novelty that I'll listen to if it's on, but I'm not going to like, it's not going to be my Seek main it out. thing. Yeah. yeah. And that, it's been something that I've heard like almost on accident, like Lupe Fiasco sang a song with Tiny Tempa. And I was like, oh, this song's cool. And I was, who's Tiny Tempa? And I look him up and I was like, oh, he's a huge UK rapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, cool. So like I accidentally discovered like UK grime a couple of years right. ago where it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, I, I kind of like this dude. But then. Yeah, it's something that I don't know if I could listen to for hours. Oh on no, end. no. Um, but it's definitely something that I want in my repertoire because I like listening to it. I think it's inter- It's very interesting. Um, but he did one. Um, the so the song that has stuck out the most to me and that I've I've found myself enjoying the most was one of those collaborations with a guy named Loyal Carner called Damselfly. Um, so this song is, uh, it's an interesting one and I've, it's got kind of some horns and it's got, anyway, it's, a uh, yeah, he definitely doesn't shy away from, uh, using ra- seemingly random instruments. He just apparently, like I so said, he knows a lot. to watch him. Like, like he could hear a beat in his head and he'll just do it little by little. And you're just like, this doesn't sound like a song. And then like a couple more instruments later, you're like, oh, this bumps, dude. Like, mm-hmm. how did he do that? Like he, he hears something that I'm not. And yeah, it was, it was really cool to watch his process. He reminds me a lot of Beck in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't sound anything like Beck. No, but Beck I and Tom mean. Mish have very, very different styles. Mm-hmm. But Beck is like. I really like that the way that sounds. I really like the way that instrument sounds. I'm gonna put that in my yeah. I'm gonna put that in my uh, in my album, mm-hmm. and and then he incorporates it in a way that it doesn't sound like an experimental album where it's weird and it's they're they're well, focusing well, that's, that's, on the theremin or that, whatever. That's a uh, Beck's secret. Is he's always experimental. <laughs> he's always <laughs> he's like wow. Hulk. Um. Dude, I wasn't even watching him. Like he was, he was buying vinyls at a music store, just like I'm um, working on my new album. Like that's how he starts. And he was like, I've never tried mariachi music. And then, <laughs> and then he put it on, and he was like, uh, Vicente Fernandez, like the greatest mariachi musician of all time. 
and he put him on and like you could almost tell when he was filming it because he was just like oh it's moving his head he's like this is this is it this is it and he just took a sample of it and made a song and i can't even hear it like yeah. what, what he took in the beginning i can't even hear it in his song anymore <laughs> but it's it's just so cool like i don't like if my hobby was was what he does then maybe i could do what he does i'm not saying i'm nearly as talented as him what, what i'm trying to say is like his hobby is making music like it's his obsession um and he's just absorbing that constantly so like it's really cool to watch like us i guess a savant like that yeah um, um i will say like he is he's very good at I- instruments putting beats together feeling that um his biggest glaring weak spot is his voice like he, oh, really? I like he, his voice. he has a great voice sorry mm-hmm. is his music his his singing talent mm-hmm. like he can't he doesn't have a r- very big range at all there's a couple times where it's like he's trying to go high and just like Ugh. and that's funny um, too because I, I watched him sing at an npr concert but he, and he was doing an interview before and after and he's like yeah i try to sound boring on purpose oh really mm-hmm it's a it's a technique that Kanye uses because yeah I, I've I've heard that yeah. I think it's pretty big like uh, Billie Eilish it mm-hmm. sounds boring on purpose but it's a like Kanye was doing the song with uh, Jamie Foxx the slow jams you mm-hmm. heard that song uh-uh. uh, I said some needs some Marvin Gaye some Luther Vandross it's a yeah. but he brought in Jamie Foxx and Jamie was like Marvin Gaye and Kanye was like dude. No, that's not what I'm going for. Chill it down. Like, I don't want to hear your range. Just sound as boring as possible. Um, is that is that to like accentuate the beat? I think so. It's just to make like like uh, so people like Kanye and Tom Mish, your your voice is another instrument. Yeah. Uh, like they, I guess I don't know if Kanye can sing. Sometimes, sure but sometimes uh, with an instrument, you want it to slow down, mellow out. You don't yeah. want you don't want to show what the instrument can do. You want to show. That it's there and it can to and, tell part of the story yeah, exactly not, not uh, overshadow everything. I I, mm-hmm. I get that, um, but, but I, just, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the most the biggest thing I thought when I first started one of the first Tom Mish songs I heard was just like, oh yeah, so he's an average singer, but he's a producer that can yeah. make incredible music, and. Um, but that's the name of the game. And like, it's so interesting cause this is not hip hop, but everything he's doing is hip hop oriented where, cause that's where Kanye started. Kanye wasn't a rapper to start with. Kanye was, uh, was a producer mm-hmm. for Jay-Z. Um, and he just produced the beats. He produced the songs and then Jay-Z rapped over them. And then eventually Kanye was like, I can produce my own stuff and I can just put my own I can rap over it myself. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out he was a pretty good lyricist as well. And so then his lyric, and so then it was just, and that, and I kind of appreciate and love the fact that music is, you can get away with it nowadays with music. Like, Oh, you don't have a great voice. Who cares? You can, you got got an ear for the, for the stuff. You got an ear for the stuff. And so long as you can keep your, your, keep it within range. Don't do something you can't do with your voice. Um, but like, I mean, you go back to the seventies and, uh, punk music was, was designed for Mm -hmm. people who can't sing, can't play guitar, (laughs) can't like non-musical people who wanted to make music played punk music, mm-hmm. punk rock. And it was just like power chords, downstrokes. Um, and then you don't have, listen to old seventies punk. Nobody can sing it. Yeah, they I mean, all there, sound terrible. Band names like 
or the screeching weasels or whatever. Like it's you're. They're not, they're I, I thought the same thing be. about like Blink One Eighty Two like at first because yeah. I really appreciated them. But I was like, dude, half their song is na 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 went like four chords over and over. Yeah, but punk it, music is all about the, yeah. just like the power chords. So all I have to do is go up and down the frets and mm. downstroke on the. But it's so music is so forgiving that way mm -hmm. where so long as if you have interesting lyrics if you have interesting beats if you have interesting music if if, if it speaks to you like exactly a... and so it doesn't have to um wow gosh what's the one rapper with the is the big dude and he sounds awful um rick ross <laughs> no god damn it i can't uh, I can't remember his name. Biggie. Um, the white guy with all the tattoos on his face? <laughs> no. Post Malone? Post Malone. <laughs> Post Malone no, 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 no. Yeah. He's, he's like from the 90s. and uh, uh, Blues Travelers. God damn. Will Smith. The whole boring um, singing thing, I think also, is it's kind of a strategic thing because it makes people that suck at singing like me able to sing along pretty well, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it invites people that aren't musically inclined to, uh, to sing along and to get into it. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I guess like a, if I had to think of like an example of, cause even like some of his better songs, like if you, if you were to go through his, his discography, like one of his better songs is called beautiful escape, but he doesn't sing a word in it. It's a, a dude named Zach Abel that sings this song. And the cool thing about him doing this too is that kind of like a, a DJ's like a Calvin Harris or Marshmallow is they kind of oh remember this guy and then they or or hey, here's a new person and he's like here's me making the beats and a person that can sing really well yeah it's like a like a postal service mm -hmm. um, yeah <clears throat> yeah it's uh I don't know dude like. I, I didn't really have a plan of where, where this episode was going to go. <laughs> I just like kind of wanted to play his music and share uh, just like a passion of mine for like almost the past year and a half, maybe even longer. Um, I mean, I'm in the 1% of his fandom, so it's just, <laughs> kind, of a big, kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. I don't know if you knew this, but I'm kind of a big deal. I bought his uh, his album and it came in a like a leather mahogany. Oh really? Uh, I think I butchered it, but <laughs> leather bound, <laughs> leather, leather bound mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and like some of my favorite stuff too is because he's constantly releasing stuff because he's constantly making musics. So here's a single. Like, oh, you have an album coming? He's like, no, I just had a single that I really like. So here it is. It's, it's like Spotify music. It's like kind of changing. It is changing the game. Yeah, the whole SoundCloud rapper thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, let's see here. Jake, do you have do you have one you wanted to share? Um, no, not really. Okay. Um, I I I really loved it, and I think that um, oh, I love this one right here. You should really though those top ten from Spotify. Oh, movie was great. Mm -hmm. I loved movie. Mm -hmm. It was so oh, see. It's all good stuff. And, and this is uh, when they asked him about this song, he was like, oh, yeah, like 90s, 90s R&B is what inspired this song for me. Uh, just like soulful, like the, the love you have. If your love isn't a 90s R&B song, then I don't want it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like I was saying before, it's just something that's super unique 
um, it's re- really listenable, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's and um, he's one I'd noticed that you can listen to him for extended periods of time because his songs do vary mm-hmm. from song to song. It's not the same. It's not like like you said, Blink One Eight Two does. It sounds like Blink One Eight Two every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is he he varies quite a bit. Yeah, it's his, so his music is like laid back. His man. music is. It's, I'm not listening with my ears right now, guys. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So there you go. There's our not necessarily in-depth review of of Tom, Tom Mish, the young 24 year old UK producer mixer. Um, but yeah. Thanks for thanks for humoring me. Great, great stuff. I love it. And um yeah i i don't know i I, there's something about his hip-hop style that you put it into it's kind of chill hop type Mm -hmm. stuff yeah that's what what he's doing and it's so i don't know i love it that's kind of what i'm like i don't know i gravitate towards like ambient music right now just something that i can you know me too yeah like like uh what is it that lo-fi hip-hop mm-hmm just um, like I, I've been listening to BB King a lot lately, just because you can just push play. Like you don't even have to make a playlist with BB King; you just shuffle, mm-hmm. and, and you can do go go to work, like listen to something in the background. Something yeah, I'm always looking for you. I'm always looking for for music that I can listen to while I work because because mm-hmm. I am a I am a web developer, so I'm working in code. I have to think a lot, and so. I don't, can't, want, can't I don't, be, I don't want it can't lyrics. be lyric heavy. I can't have Jack Johnson because I have to sing along to every freaking song. <laughs> um, but something like this, I can leave in the background. Because mm-hmm. the lyrics, while while I prefer them to the to the instrumentals, they don't really matter as much as much as we're talking about his voice as, a, as an instrument. So it's just another part of the mm-hmm. instrumental of the song, and. But when you do listen to the lyrics, they're good lyrics too. Yeah, he writes his own lyrics as well. So it's uh, I don't, I'd like to I could just I guess an IMO in my opinion. He's like just a Pure super artist. talented dude. Yeah. Just like an, an ear for the industry, and then like every single thing you hear, he's played by himself, and then he took that sound and threw it in a mixing board or a, and a program and mixed it and did his own music and. <clears throat> That's a that's a really cool part I think of of uh, the time in which we live mm-hmm. because anyone can get on, rip a song off of YouTube or whatever, uh, throw that into a Garage Band or yeah. or what what Fruity were you Loops. Fruity Loops yeah it, it, throw it into there um, sample whatever they need and then create beats and then create a song if you have the talent you can do it yeah and then and it's this it's this really like cool uh democratization of it, it, that's exactly of, what it is i mean you're seeing it with with film people are doing it with film yeah. people are doing it with video games mm-hmm. websites and so uh, so music, with podcasts podcast with that there's a lot of crap out there but the cream always does rise to the top and when you find those it, it is one of the most satisfying things to find like the diamond in the rough the diamond thing. in the rough and you fi- and it's harder to find now because when you make it more accessible to everyone the, like you said the crap all gets put out there too mm-hmm. um but when you find that one that's that's uh that's a gem, it's like, oh, this is great. I love it. 
And it's a cool stuff. thing too is like it kind of seems like because I people say all the time like man music music back in my days was, was the best right yeah and it's it's easy to say like your childhood was better than somebody else's because you experienced it and they haven't mm-hmm. but like if you just look like I don't think music has ever been better at the same time like uh like society right now it's never been worse but it's never been better like I think music's the same way and like Jake said if you just search you'll find because everybody's making music now mm-hmm. um well yeah and, and 70s music is distilled into the best of the mm-hmm. 70s music exactly. so when you look back at 70s music it's the best you don't uh, look at all the crap from the 70s yeah. but, but there's like a ton of but now it's going to be so interesting to be like oh what was so popular now is like i don't know everything like mumble rap on youtube and soundcloud but then there's also like chart toppers like drake or something or I don't know. And then there's there's stuff like this who has like 150 million views or, or streams on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, it, it's hard it's hard to say who is but, the most popular cuz there's cuz it's like we we said a couple of weeks ago how you um we probably watched more YouTube than we have movies or TV mm-hmm. and can you say, can you compare the two? Like are they comparable? They they're, they're the same medium kind of. Like YouTube views get more looks than a freaking yeah. tv show if a if but a tv that, show that if an episode of a tv tv show could get five million eyes on it then mm-hmm. that is a huge success yeah um but, but it's there, just like you're saying to your point music can this what what this guy what tom mish is doing be considered it, it, i mean it's all music but what he's doing and what chris just mentioned drake i'm not a fan of drake i don't like drake um so, but can they be, it's weird that they can be considered the same thing mm-hmm. because one has 20 producers and yeah, or like so, K-pop or something. Like yeah. That. It's got so many producers. It's got so many people touching it and so many people, um, working it and tweaking it and yep. twerking it and getting everything put right in the perfect place. And then it goes out and it's a chart topper, but then there's this stuff, which is like one dude. One yeah. dude is creating it. One dude is mixing it. And then he it. has one his band is... play what he did before, but just in the background. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I'm sure if you really listen hard, you could you could hear little mistakes or little this or that. Just it, it's more authentic, and it, it's just a different feel than something like something that's highly produced that has it's all mm-hmm. it's squeaky clean. And so it, it's kind of just what you're in the mood for, I guess. But it's like you're saying it's the difference between a network television show and a YouTube mm-hmm. channel mm-hmm. because there are things that I like about network television shows. I recently <clears throat> got into this one on FX that's little speaking Dickie. little Dicky Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great show, highly produced thing, but I also love YouTube channels. You love Lil Dicky's videos on YouTube. YouTube videos. But it's, I just like Lil Dicky. It's all. It's, <laughs> he's, he's great. But it's it's so um, it, like you said, it's what you're in the mood for. And there's things that I like about one. There's things that I like about the other. Um, but I am tending to gravitate towards the less produced. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, more authentic feel. Some, that one of, person like has. Like all oh, this, this makes me happy. And then, yeah, guys, we're such hipsters. Not, I know. When there's, I know it's, <laughs> I've become everything well, I hate. But you know well, how uh, you can uh, tell when somebody like actually enjoys what they're doing. Yeah. Like, uh, like if that, like that person's having fun. Like Blink One Eighty Two has fun making their music, so you yeah. like can appreciate it more. Yeah. Rather than like Beyonce's 
overly produced albums that she keeps cranking out or whatever. Like it's you, like you can you can tell. Yep. If somebody likes a movie that they worked on, you can tell. Yes, yeah. it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I don't know. It, it it's it. I also. I don't know if you if I'm if you can call me a conspiracy person with this, but when it's highly Illuminati. produced, when it's hi- <laughs> when it's highly produced like that, it's it it almost feels like, what are you selling to me? Like, yeah. what did what did the higher ups? I know it's like tell you to put into this, this is a chart topper, to, and I was like, to who? To who? Who put exactly. it on the top of the chart? Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't. Somebody did. When yeah. when your record company or your television. Um, uh, broadcasting company, cr- like what notes did they pass down to make you put into this so that they will, they will produce it, they will put it out on the air. Um, what what did you have to add to this that wasn't part of your artistic vision for whatever this is? And <clears throat> I don't know. I I just kind of start thinking about that, and I'm like, hmm, what? I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of. I don't. That. Let, no one likes being manipulated, and humans in general are pretty good at. That sniffing that sniffing out, sniffing that out. But producers have gotten really good at hiding it. That's well. true. So, but that being said, I also don't mind some of that stuff. Like, as long as you can see it for what it is, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's why K-pop is so popular. People don't mind. Honestly, th- th- this this whole conversation is kind of why um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Kind of fizzled out for me. Is it got too produced, mm-hmm. and I stopped liking it. Like when it Troy was, was showing me clips of the most recent season, yeah, I was like, it's too is, clean. This isn't always sunny. Yeah, like where's the where's the grit? Where's yeah, like the, it's too always, clean. Always sunny is supposed to be shot on the camera, DV with, camera, on a DV camera that we had in high school, <laughs> like, with like the the grime. What's that called? The the, 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 the uh, whatever it is, grain. The snow. Grain. Yeah, that's the grain. That's it. Grain. Yeah. Anyway. But the cool um, thing about is is the people that aren't overproduced is there's no cutthroat, there's no like there's no com- competition. They're all yeah. they're all like, dude, you sound really cool. Let's, that, that, let's work together. Yeah, that's exactly, and uh, that's what something I like about YouTubers as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always YouTube drama, and that's just kind of clickbaity yeah, stuff. Apparently, but, uh, but they all HBH try and he's a douchebag. That's yeah, what I keep dude, hearing. He is. <laughs> I used to really like Ethan yeah, Klein. Yeah, I used Ethan. to really like him. Yeah. He's 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 like uh he's cutthroat. Yeah, that, that's what I keep hearing. But yeah. anyway, that's that's off topic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for the most part, and he's kind of reached a level on YouTube where he's kind of above a lot of mm-hmm. it, like like there's the upcoming ones that are all collaborating and helping each other, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing with this uh, the collaborations. You, you see that a lot in these um in these low fidelity like these lo- these. Uh, types of entertainment whether it be youtube or music or whatever there's lots of collaborations yeah to, to just help each other out and like here's a and podcast is in the mix as well mm-hmm. so here's a one of the bigger bands i guess or djs in the uk is hone h-o-n-n-e so their their song with tom mish like i just feel it dude i love it so much what's the name uh it's called me and you of hone and tom mish tom mish but i don't know if you guys happen to hear this one at all on the I did. Let's listen to that. This is uh, one of the ones you got on that playlist. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the song makes me so happy. I, I only listen to the Geography album. Oh, really? Then yeah. check out his uh, mixtape too. It's a little bit older, but it's it's got a lot, a lot more like dance music on there mm-hmm. than because uh, uh, Geography was more of like a hip hop funk. Yeah, disco. and I did it. But I listened to it twice because I because. Um, 
don't know. It, you don't really get to know a song until you listen to it a couple times. Mm-hmm. So I, I figured out instead of casting a wide net, I'd go for a specific. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't want to necessarily give you guys one album with him too to listen to to dissect because it's like it's so not necessarily marginally different than the next one, but it's he's going for a different sound. Yeah. And this dude. I don't know what it is. Like something about this dude's music is like really speaks speaks to my soul. Um, yeah. So I, I guess if you guys had to give like a, a rating, I guess if that's how we do. Yeah, I was about to say we haven't done a rating in a while. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this if you guys are plan on putting it on your your playlist or whatever, just just level with me, man. Hit me. Um, I'll definitely. Um Put him in the mix for uh, work music. So I guess if I'm going to give it an emoji like we used to. Oh, yeah. I that? forgot we did that. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Because I gave uh, Keena Granis a poop emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a uh, piano keys and a guy working at a computer. <laughs> is there a guy working at a computer? Yeah, emoji? I think it's technologist is what it's called. The technologist. Oh, I saw that movie. It has Christian Bale in it. With the machinist. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, hella skinny. Oh, oh, the sequel. Fat. <laughs> yeah, the technologist is when he got fat at a computer. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing Warcraft against the four boys in mm. South Park, Colorado. Yeah, so I liked it. it it's, it's really good. I think it's a, a very specific mood and specific time, mm-hmm. place, because I don't know if I listen to it in the car, because, I don't know, it's just a little too relaxed. Mm-hmm. In the car, I usually like something a little more upbeat. So it's something that I'm, if I'm sitting at home, I'll listen to. Nice. So it's a little more specific, but yeah. Cool. Okay. Emojis. Uh, a saxophone, a drum, and a fire emoji. Nice. A fire. <laughs> you can pr- basically just say put all the instruments, uh, all, the, all the instrument emojis. Yeah, if there was a theremin, I'd put a theremin. <laughs> <laughs> or a bassoon. Does or he do theremin stuff? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me... Just check what a theremin is, really quick. <laughs> it's the it's the electric thing where you like when you interrupt play, the signal of the and it's like. Rrr, rrr, rrr. You don't I don't know think it? so. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> he does theremin music. It is a very specific sound, and I don't think it's in there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, I love it. Um, it's definitely in my rotation. Nice. All right. Cool. So yeah, thanks for indulging me, guys. Thanks, Troy, for uh, coming and then leaving before you had to give like any real insight. <laughs> so I guess it's not any different. Than I wouldn't cool, trust his insight yeah. anyway. I've, I've he can been, only hear in one ear. I've know. been in his insight, and it's not that great. <laughs> Gross. And then I'll leave us with the last song of the album because I think this is one of the best outros I've ever heard. It's called Home. Um. Yeah, it reminds me of the outro of uh, Mr. Robot when they played that M83 song mm-hmm. at the very end of the last episode of the last season. It was like, oh, let's fill that. This is the end. This is home. It, it, it this was is very, home. very fitting song. Um, yeah, cool. Thanks, guys, for indulging me. Uh, we'll have to do more of these musical episodes because we can just play a bunch of music and then they don't last very long. Um, well, we, we stretched this one. <laughs> yeah, we did for a little bit. We got I, I ran out of scene like 20 minutes ago. I was like, Guys, give me something here. And I, I was about 20 minutes in. And I was like, oh, man, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, but I just, it's just an excuse for me to play music on these podcast episodes more and more. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So uh, anything else, guys? You got any announcements or anything that we need to plug? 
I mean, we plug it every week, but our Patreon, our Instagram, Twitter, hit us up. We got uh, merch Facebook. On we got merch on Amazon. I, I think I we think, got a new t-shirt. Yeah, we got a new t-shirt. I think Troy made it. Um, what, yeah. what podcast do you listen to? What podcast do you listen to? Yep. Um, so thanks, guys. Uh, good luck out there. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Wash your damn hands. Wash your hands. Don't, like, if you can, stay inside. I mean, it makes sense. The last like, thing you should do be... is get together with your friends and talk into something and, and, and then and... shove that in other people's faces. <laughs> uh, yeah, just don't get sick. Especially, like, like Troy uses mic before me. Ew. That's gross. Ew. It's, it, like, it's shiny. Why is it shiny? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you guys again. Like Chris said, stay safe. We love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.